This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. with the China Healthy 2030, and we are trying to contribute as much as we can. Uh, growth. <laughs> when you're going through history, you almost never know you're going through a historical period until you're finished with it. You say, whoa. This is my seventh administration. 37 years. I've never been anywhere near a transition like this. I'm going to be doing twice the amount of work now, but because this, the, the Biden administration is calling me to do everything. I mean, they don't let, they don't approve anything unless I say yes. I haven't had a single day off in literally over 14 months. Professor Koppel. Your eminence. <laughs> How many interviews have you done over the past year? Hundreds. Yeah, hundreds. You get out there in front of millions of people on TV and you say something, there are 25,000 people who are looking for you to make one little slip. It isn't only COVID-19. It's malaria, two Ebola outbreaks, Zika, tuberculosis, influenza, AIDS. My job is science, medicine, and public health. I'm a scientist and a physician. I am honored to announce that the United States will remain a member of the World Health Organization. This is Stark. This next chapter is scary, and jumping out is going to be hard. But once the parachute opens and you land and you know, figure out what's next, Let's hope the parachute opens. (laughs) (laughs) Today is Thursday, March 30th, year of our Lord 2023. Not Steve Bannon, still Natalie Winters, filling in for the wonderful Admiral. He is out on assignment, but don't worry, we still have a lot of news to break. I promise you, the next time I host the show, I won't trigger you guys anymore with any more cold openings. Uh, featuring Anthony Fauci and his egomaniacal delusions. But unfortunately, with the news cycle, he's still at the forefront, not only because he just got about $5 million for his memoir and autobiography. I can't even fathom that number. That's probably a a penny for each life that uh, is on on his hands. Um, But you may have seen in in the opening clip, right right before we got into that 
pretty triggering montage uh, of Anthony Fauci. That was Albert Borla, the CEO of Pfizer. I'm sure that's a name you're probably familiar with now on the uh, heel end of COVID-19. But he says, we are aligned very much with China. He's specifically talking about the Healthy 2030 initiative Pfizer recently signed, pretty broad sweeping deal with the pharmaceutical giant to collaborate uh, more deeply, get more Pfizer products in that country. But I think that's a very, very telling moment, not just a display of utter corporate fealty to the Chinese Communist Party, something we've gotten all too accustomed here in, uh, in the United States. But I think it sort of reflects a bigger trend that we saw go on here in the United States with regard to the COVID-19 pandemic. I don't know. I think we might still be in it. The emergency Emergency authorization, according to the Biden regime, I think is still ongoing. Who knows? But we all know it's always been about power from day one and never about public health. But that little initiative, that China Health 2030, I don't know about you, but anytime I hear these kind of globalist groups and some agenda, some plot that they have that has to play out by 2030, uh, I get a little bit spooked. Um, but this agenda that the Pfizer CEO is embracing is, again, totally sanctioned, controlled, run by the Chinese Communist Party. QR codes, vaccine passports, digital identity galore, of course, weaponizing public health as a means to control people, lock them in their homes. You guys remember the whole red light, green light. It was if you you know were vaccinated or not, you weren't allowed to leave your house. And now we have the Pfizer CEO out in the open, plainly endorsing it. He was just speaking at the China Development Forum, this kind of CCP entity where they plot their their pretty, I would say, scary future. Um, but I think it sort of speaks to something that we saw going on here in the United States throughout COVID, which was even though we're a country that should and rightly so pride ourselves on you know individual liberty, uh, the ability to choose what you do with your own body. Uh, that's kind of went by the wayside with COVID-19. I think a lot of that had to do with Anthony Fauci. I'd call him the original sin of America's COVID response. Um, but I think it's very interesting because not just did these American elites, particularly those concentrated in sort of the biomedical, pharmaceutical, industrial complex, uh, act like the Chinese Communist Party in terms of the draconian lockdowns that they pushed, but they lied to us. They lied to us about the efficacy and safety of these vaccines, and I'm so proud to be on a network like Real America's Voice that allows me to say that. Um, I want to bring in someone who has been really, I think, sounding the alarm uh, pretty loudly at that uh, since kind of day one of this whole COVID-19 pandemic, uh, whenever it actually started. Only the Chinese Communist Party knows the answer to that. Um, but there seems to be, I think we have Naomi Wolf down the line, uh, a newly disclosed document that's been un unearthed from Pfizer which sort of vindicates you, not necessarily that you want to be vindicated, um, but it has to do with Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccines and its implications regarding myocarditis. Can you sort of give us the rundown on what this document uh, details? Uh, well, a lot of um, new acknowledgements are emerging. I'm not familiar with the specific document you're referencing, but I, I do know that uh, Boncel in front of um, Senator Rand Paul uh, this past week had to acknowledge that, um, in fact, myocarditis, and perhaps this is what you're referencing, um, the document that sourced that acknowledgement, um, myocarditis is elevated in young adults, even though he tried to weasel out of saying that in so many words until Senator Paul kind of forced him to acknowledge that, yes, this is what the research now shows. And there are multiple, multiple studies now, um, Natalie, you know, one of them out of Thailand that categorically shows that that 
young adults, especially young men and teenagers, especially teenage boys, um, have dramatically elevated risks uh, and, and experiences of myocarditis, pericarditis, heart damage, um, especially after the second shot. And this is like so tragic for me to watch this unfold because many months ago, I wrote an essay called Facing the Beast, which talks about China's role in in manufacturing the the bioweapon of the injection. And, you know, I say that advisedly. Um, and what uh, Chinese scientists found working actually in Hong Kong under the oversight of the Chinese Communist Party, I should say, is that after the first shot in rats, there's, you know, systemic damage. It's it's manageable, but with the second shot, there's catastrophic damage, including enlar visibly enlarged hearts and white patches on the hearts of these sacrificed rats. So they knew perfectly well by 2021 that the second shot causes um, damage to the heart in mammals, and they they kept on going. And I guess I'd just like to update with a, a new story that just came out, which is so, I mean, it'll just make your head explode. It's so unbelievably enraging. Um, all along, the evildoers, Dr. Fauci, um, you know, his alignment with uh, with China and their collective alignment with the World Health Organization has been pushing, 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 especially in the United States, the vaccination of minors with his mRNA um, experimental injection. Well, the World Health Organization said yesterday that healthy kids and teens don't need COVID vaccinations. They just kind of said, uh, all right, never mind. They didn't even bother to say we were wrong, but they just reversed their guidance. Um, the Daily Mail has coverage of it. And they're basically saying um, traditional routine shots were more important for this age group and that children and adolescents were deemed, quote, low priority in the new guidance. So after all these millions of children, young adults were forced in order to go to school, in order to go back to college, to this day, the Ivy League is is mandating young adults to get the booster um, in order to go back to school, uh, none of that was necessary, according to the World Health Organization. Sounds like the World Health Organization has been maybe watching a little too much War Room. Um, but it it's, seems like if I really drill down on, on what you're saying, it seems like the timeline, just like most stories we cover here on the War Room, is very important. Because if I understand what you're saying, it sounds like these pharmaceutical giants knew that these products caused, whether it was myocarditis or fertility risk to women, whatever the sort of choice health risk was, sounds like they knew it at the time, but still not just pushed it, but mandated it on the American people. Am, am I understanding that correctly? Yeah, 100%, Natalie. And, you know, it fits in. I mean, what I, as you know, what I love about your reporting is that you always, you know, remind us to look at the big picture. Categorically fits in with this alignment around um, Agenda 2030 for healthcare. Uh, there are white papers that, um, that I was shown um, early on that persuaded me that China was a, a driver behind this, you know, mass injection movement in which China has predicted that by 2030, they'll be the world's um, kind of uh, monolith in terms of dispensing healthcare to all the rest of the world, and also that they will be the custodians of the world's DNA. Um, and that's something that I don't think we can ignore with a you know huge PCR test rollout where all this DNA was being collected, and these PCR tests were made in China, um, sent back to China. The results were sent back to China. You know that I've said, pointed out that the uh, the manufacturer now of this injection 
is, and this is original reporting that I did, but I think it fits in so well with rep- original reporting you've done, is that China has an MOU through Fosun Pharmaceuticals with Borla and BioNTech to make these mRNA injections, a billion of them that they didn't inject in their own people, but they exported around the world. They created 14 um, manufacturing plants in Western Europe and now two in the United States. So, and then the SEC shows um, 100% tech transfer of the ingredients uh, and the formula and whatever else is, is included in the definition of tech, which can also mean data produced and so on, to China in 2021. So China owns this injection. And so then, you know, in terms of our consensus, I believe by now yours and mine, that China is making war on us. And really, it's I've got to credit you because I didn't take that seriously until you and, you know, other reputable people showed me the the receipts. Um, Why go after the children so aggressively? This is a question that Steve Bannon has asked me here on this show over and over. Why are they after the kids? And I couldn't really answer it until the whole shape of the wholesale attack, unrestricted warfare on the United States kind of emerged into view from all these directions. But if you're going to wipe out or cripple your adversary, you've got to go after the next generation. And so to your point specifically, what did they know and when did they know it, Pfizer? Absolutely. If you look at the Pfizer documents reports, there are now 62 of them that the War Room Daily Cloud um, volunteers have put together. They're now available on Amazon, um, but you can also read them for free on dailycloud.io. Absolutely. From the very beginning, Pfizer knew within a month that the vaccines didn't work to stop COVID. They kept going. They knew within four or five months that they caused immediate heart damage in 35 minors. They kept going. They knew catastrophic harms to women's menstrual cycles. There's a chart, Natalie, that should infuriate any woman, father, husband, you know, brother. It, it's tw- 20 different ways to ruin men's, women's menstrual cycles in scientific language. In the Pfizer documents, they kept going. They knew they were causing infertility at massive scale, um, 80% plus miscarriage rate in women in the Pfizer documents. They kept going. Strokes at industrial scale, neurological events. We now know the mechanism of it. Um, they kept going. It, it, the Pfizer documents show, like, you cannot read that book or that collection of reports and not conclude for a war. The pandemic business, I've always said. It's a racket, and I'm sure, give it a month or two, they'll be selling the cures to the issues that they cause because that's just how the business model works. We've got Naomi Wolf sticking through the break with us. We've got a whole packed show. We're going to dig down more into these COVID-19 vaccines. Is it fair to call them agents of biological war? Hang in there. We've got a 90-second break. We'll be right back. Buy gold and get a free safe to store it in. That's right. On qualifying purchases from Birch Gold Group now through March 31st, they'll ship a free safe directly to your door. Just text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 to get your free info kit on gold and to claim eligibility for your free safe. Here's the deal. The Fed keeps raising rates because it's the only tool they have to keep inflation under control. And guess what? It's not working. You can't spend your way out of inflation. You've seen the impact on the stock market. You've seen the impact on your savings. Hedge inflation by owning gold. Let me repeat that. Hedge inflation by owning gold. Whether physical gold and silver in your own safe or through an IRA in precious metals, where you can hold real gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account. 
Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied customers. Text Bannon to 989898 for your free info kit on gold and to claim eligibility for your free home safe by March 31st on qualifying purchases. Again, text Bannon to 989898. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. I think we sort of have a Pavlov's dog experiment going on here. Anytime you see me, you guys are probably conditioned to think I'm going to tell you scary stories about Anthony Fauci and the COVID vaccines and the great food reset, which I guess is a good thing to be known for. Um, but if you still want to get a good night's sleep and not uh, succumb to these nightmares from what War Room is telling you, make sure you use promo code War Room to sleep on the MyPillow 2.0. I've heard from many, many, many of my highest sources that it's definitely better than the MyPillow 1.0. Again, make sure you use promo code WARROOM to get a very, very good night's sleep, officially endorsed by Steve Bannon, which I think is probably one of the highest endorsements you can get. Uh, I think we still have Naomi Wolf down the line with us. Uh, I want to read you the headline of an article. Now, it's from the New York Times. It's not from WARROOM.org. It's not even on Citizen Free Press, not even on Drudge. It's AstraZeneca's COVID vaccine may have posed a higher heart risk for young women, study shows. Again, that's the New York Times. They go on to describe a study from the UK Office for National Statistics, a report that studied the impact of COVID infection and the risk posed by vaccination on cardiac and all-cause mortality in young people aged 12 to 29. AstraZeneca's COVID vaccine raised the, heart, raised the risk of heart ailments and death by 3.5 times in young women in the first three months following the first dose. And I think this dovetails quite perfectly with what you were talking about in terms of these college mandates, right? Remember, basically, to go back to school, to be able to get a degree, which we're told is like, like the path to success, the path to a, a secure future, you basically had to get the vaccine to get that degree. It was either that, drop out, or be totally ostracized, and you can't even attend class in person, and what kind of education is that? So I think you were sort of getting to the, the bigger picture here, which is these mandates, the ages, the impact on fertility, and overall health. What say you? You've been sort of raising the red alarm about the impacts on, on young women particularly. Um, Natalie, can I just try to share how... I don't want to say murderous, but enraged, I feel, as a mother and as a stepmother of, of young adults to read this in the New York Times two and a half years after they launched a campaign of relentless, rigorous propaganda aimed at young adults and their parents to inject, inject, inject. And specifically, the, the rage I feel that Apoorva Mandavili, the Times reporter, tasked with rolling out and promoting the vaccine, you know, kept saying, you've got to get it if you're pregnant. It's good for pregnant women. You've really got to protect your baby. And I kept saying to her on Twitter, where are the data, Apoorva, where? Where are these studies? I've looked. I do not see them as a reporter about women's health for 35 years. And finally, she blocked me. And so now that the money's dried up or now that people are going to go to jail or now that they're investigating, um, you know, uh, Borla and Boncel at least making them answer questions in in Congress. Uh, 
finally, the New York Times is like tiptoeing out a study that we all could have told them about two years ago, or certainly since we got the Pfizer documents in the beginning of last year, um, it, it, what's so stunning in, in the Pfizer documents, it's so infuriating, is that women are targeted. It's like a war on women. In metric after metric after metric, Natalie, women are two-thirds, really weirdly consistently two-thirds to three-quarters of those with adverse events. And there's this one section of the Pfizer documents that shows that women are 72%, and our Dr. Robert Chandler did this report, 72% of all the adverse events, of which 16% are in Pfizer's words, quote, reproductive disorders. So they knew that they were ruining women. And the same is true when you look at cardiac events, two-thirds to three-quarters women, strokes, two-thirds to three-quarters women, you know, liver damage, two-thirds to three-quarters women. So it's like, Literally, they're trying to annihilate annihilate women, um, and and so this is like so painful, and it's so painful. The Daily Mail had a piece, and you know, again, you you and I and six other independent reporters kind of. It's so frustrating because we precede the legacy media by six months always, but. You know, I broke a story showing that Yale, my alma mater, which was mandating, is mandating the booster, this is not in the past, for Ivy League universities, so that kids, young adults can just go back to school this spring, right? After already sinking $30,000 in winter semester, right? Their whole future depends on that. Well, Yale wasn't going to mandate, isn't mandating the administration and the faculty. It's just the young adults who are at zero risk of serious effects from COVID and at huge risk of myocarditis and fertility problems and menstrual problems, horrific menstrual problems. These are young women who have not had their babies yet, right? They're being mandated that Yale was ignoring religious exemptions. And then I followed the money and found out that the Yale is actually getting, and no doubt this is true of all these IVs if you, you know, follow the money, which, you know, I hope you do, but um, 600 million from HHS, 450 million from tuition. So basically, Yale was trafficking the bodies of their students because at this point they're getting more from doing the bidding of the permanent health deep state, basically, funneling vast sums of money to them. They're earning more um, from that than from tuition. So they have no reason to spare the bodies of students. Um, and the last thing I'll say is that Pfizer has a, a facility at Yale they invested 34 million in it and it's got beds, who's in the beds. So there's literally an experimental facility done by Yale, run through Yale, like whitewashed through Yale's name and reputation in which someone's being experimented on um, and, and, and Yale is mopping up the money. So it, it's an absolutely disgusting, horrendous situation, but I wish that there was like, a, I believe in free speech and the first amendment, of course, but this has to be a journalistic crime to aid and abet millions of young adults um, being injected. And then two and a half years later, if you're the New York Times, to finally pay attention to what, you know, other independent reporters have established for many, many, many months that these injections are damaging to, to young women and young men. Yeah, it's a, it's a real war on women. It makes the alleged pay gap <laughs> sound like child's play. It makes it sound pretty good. But it's so it's so funny, too. It shouldn't be lost on anyone that it's the New York Times publishing this because I remember it was just a month ago 
They decried War Room, labeled us, I would say, the badge of honor as the number one spreader of misinformation for really bringing up these exact claims, right? The dangerous uh, adverse impacts of these COVID-19 vaccines. I remember the uh, journalist, Stuart Johnson, on the phone with me saying, well, people are left with the impression uh, if they watch War Room that they shouldn't trust the, the institutions, and I said exactly oh that's the point. <laughs> but, you know, to kind of zoom out for a second before I let you go, I think the elites decry that people have lost their, you know, lost support for public health experts, lost support for the so-called experts, right? The trust the experts motto doesn't really have much salience anymore, I would argue, for valid reason. But when yeah. you zoom out and you see what's going on, whether it's the train derailments, which are quite suspicious, or these food processing plants blowing up, that's quite curious. You know, what's what's going on in this country when it comes to public health and safety? And if we can't trust these experts, or at least we have to wait two years to actually be able to trust them until they'll, you know, tacitly admit it on paragraph 13 of buried in the last page of the New York Times. You know, what what's going on with America's public health experts who are supposed to be keeping us safe. We got a few minutes before I got to let you go. Well, they're thoroughly, I mean, look, look, Natalie, like what I love about your mind is that you really think geopolitically. And so big picture, it's perfect. If you want to transcend nation states and, you know, erase or debilitate certain nations, create exactly what Borla and China are doing right now, a meta-national superstructure in which Alliances can be made to bring about policy at a global level, you know, with with citizens having no say at all in nation states, basically switching off the power of the nation state. And then you make war, you know, from that meta perspective. So that's what we're seeing now. And as always, I have to credit people like you, but also my husband, Brian O'Shea, you know, 12 years uh, military intelligence and, and analyst of these things, who showed me early on the role of China and explained unrestricted warfare. So look at what's happening. Trains are blowing up. Trains are derailing. I'm, you know, a million years old American, and I, rem I never, ever, ever, like we're not a third world country. Trains blow up or derail in Pakistan or Bangladesh. You know, that was so vanishingly rare before two or three years ago. Um, you know, food processing facilities exploding, you know, suddenly going on fire. Suddenly there's, you know, nodes of how our food is processed and gets to us so we can sustain ourselves um, completely taken off the grid. That never, ever used to happen. You know, baby formula, unavailable. We were the land of abundance. You know, our grid going out, which I predicted, um, you know, the grid going to uh, to all from fossil fuels. And I'm a supporter of green transition, whatever. But for all of a sudden, from fossil fuels to solar panels, which are made in China. Right. And China can literally switch them off. I was hearing in my local town, 450 um acres of prime farmland are being bought up by a Spanish company who knows aligned with whom to create to create a solar farm all the technologies from China the, all that food uh, ability to sustain Americans is is being taken off the grid this is and, and it came down from the top it transcended or undermined local law this is happening across the country you know our universities getting Funded by China, Penn, you know, through the through the um, Biden Center, uh, you know, taking in so much money from China that they no longer that that basically they're willing to turn on their own students. Um, 
I mean, look at the Biden administration, you know, Hunter Biden's laptop, you know, and this must be happening in democracies around the world, China simply buying up heads of state. So this is unrestricted. Dr. Wolf, where, where can people stay up to date with your work and what are you working on? We got about 20 seconds. Yeah, very important. Everyone, please go to um, Amazon and order the War Room Daily Clout Pfizer Documents Research Analysis Reports. It is a book. We sold out our first printing, so you may have a little wait till you get your book. Um, but it's so important because I really do think this has been a game changer. And it's thanks Thank to War Room. And, and we'll be right the- back. Thank you so much. A lot of people complain about the state of our country or the way woke corporations treat us and their employees. But it's not enough to complain. We need to change the way the marketplace works. And that starts with you and where you spend your money. In less than a year, Public SQ has grown to be the largest platform of patriotic, freedom-loving businesses the world has ever seen. Whether you want to support a restaurant that only buys from local farms, a coffee shop that took a stand against COVID mandates, or a bank that would never counsel counsel you for your political views, Public SQ is your guide. There's also interactive, sensor-free community groups where you can connect with other local members. Here's the best part. It's absolutely, totally free to join. Just go to publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Public, the, word, the letters, sq.com. And download the app today, totally free. Simply create an account and begin your search. You can also list your business for free so your local community can start to support you. We can't always change the world, but we can change how and where we spend our hard-earned dollars. Begin your search at Public Square today. Go to publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Welcome back to The War Room. It's Natalie Winters filling in for Stephen K. Bannon while he is out on assignment. Uh, We have another friend of the show, Ed Dowd, joining us. Maybe you guys have seen the pretty bombshell report and analysis that he put out that has to do not just with the uh, life and death impacts of the COVID-19 vaccine, but the economic impacts too. It's the 2022 U.S. vaccine damage report. Now, these figures are are pretty startling, so I don't want to get ahead of myself. I want to let you kind of lay out these numbers, the millions, the hundreds of thousands, frankly, the billions of dollars in terms of economic cost um, that we're seeing from this report. So why don't you start, take it slowly. Like I said, these are very large numbers, almost as large as the advance that Anthony Fauci got for his book. Um, but just sort of walk us through what exactly this report shows. Thanks for joining us, Ed. Sure. Thanks for having me on, Natalie. Uh, you know, the, the journey that uh, started uh, uh, started on Bannon's War Room a little over a year ago. And uh, I want to thank Steve and everybody at, at the War Room and the War Room Posse. This has been a year uh, of work. Uh, I've gathered a team through my uh, notoriety and uh, this report uh, has been done by uh, my two partners and myself, uh, Yuri and Carlos, are PhD physicists. We have two data scientists. We picked up another physicist. So this is a team of uh, very capable, smart people. 
This is a vaccine damage report that we just posted. It's the culmination of a year's worth of work. And unfortunately, the tale is grim. And if we could start with the, hu the human cost, which is chart one, I can run through those numbers uh, fairly quickly. We have uh, three buckets, the no effect, the injuries, the disabilities, and the excess deaths. I'll start with the excess deaths. That's what I'm known for. Um, this is the age group uh, uh, 25 through 64. So obviously this number will be low given the whole population, but we're analyzing the economic impact and using the data that was available to us. Uh, that's about 300,000 uh, uh, individuals. Again, that's probably low. Uh, the, the cost there was, uh, well, I'll go through the cost next. And then if you roll into the disabilities, we calculated ages 16 to 64 using U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. Uh, we calculated 1.36 million people are disabled due to the COVID vaccine. And then injuries, we imputed from a Pfizer study the incident rates, and we uh, we uh, came up with a number of 26.6 million that have been injured. And uh, we can track that in the economics, uh, which comes up next. We can track that through absence data and work time loss. So this is about 28 plus million uh, Americans have been affected by the vaccine. It's about 10% of the population. And we are very conservative in our numbers. And again, if you look at the population cohorts we analyzed, it doesn't include the whole age cohort of, of the country, so there's likely a lot more. And um, anybody that wants to do back of the envelope math can impute a global number. Um, so that's the human cost. And uh, let me talk about injuries for a second. Injuries is obviously the biggest number. These are people we believe whose uh, immune systems have been suppressed. We're calling it VADES, Vaccine Acquired Immune Deficiency Syndrome. These are the folks who are chronically sick. Anecdotally, we all have heard stories of people who were healthy before 2021 and 22 who are now presenting as sick and uh, constantly getting something uh, and, and the symptoms are all over the place. So let's go to the next chart and, and, and go to the uh, economic cost. Um, we calculated excess and this, we, we, we measured what we could and that was lost uh, salaries and wages. And so the economic cost from the deaths was 5.6 billion. The economic cost from the disabilities is 52.2 billion. That's an ongoing cost because that those people are still alive and uh, that, that's, that, that number will be ongoing. And then the economic cost for the injuries in terms of uh, calculated via work time lost, which really exploded in 2022, by the way, is about 90 billion. That's a total of about 150 billion. Uh, that number is likely low. It doesn't take into, into account the low, lost productivity from a worker who is um, chronically sick, shows up at work, doesn't report an absence, but it, they're working at you know 50% of capacity, 75% of capacity. It also doesn't take enough, uh, into account uh, those who have to take care of the disabled that uh, are taking sick time and or uh, days off to take care of the disabled. It also doesn't take into account all the supply chain effects, the knock-on effects, so the lost productivity is likely a lot higher. This is, this is what we can measure. So this, um, this report is the culmination of years worth of work. Uh, you know, when Big Tobacco was finally taken down, it was taken down by state's attorneys generals who sued on behalf of the payments that they were losing in their, in their uh, Medicare, uh, uh, Medicare system. So this is something I hope uh, state's attorney generals will use to potentially understand that their, uh, their, their state healthcare system is about to be bankrupted.
So I just want to run those numbers one more time before we get into, on the other side, the profits Big Pharma has been making despite causing all this chaos in the lives of you know, countless Americans. You have, again, these are conservative figures, 26.6 million injuries, 1.36 million disabilities, 300,000 excess deaths, a total economic impact of nearly $150 billion dollars, Itemized is $89.9 billion in injuries, $52.2 billion in disabilities, and $5.6 billion in excess deaths. Again, those are conservative figures, and I think conservative is, is doing a lot of work there. Um, but you had another kind of interesting angle, uh, if you expand that getter post, in terms of when you juxtapose these numbers with the profits that Big Pharma has been making, you say, for every $1 they made, it cost the U.S. economy nearly $13. I've probably never heard a better case for reparations, but if you can maybe walk us through on the back of this how Big Pharma continues to profit and just what exactly those, I would argue, very enraging numbers and figures are. Yeah, so I looked at uh, Pfizer's revenues in the U.S., in 2022, that was 7.1 billion. And I looked at Moderna's revenues in the US uh, for 2022, and that was 4.4. So that's 11.5 billion in revenues that those two companies made in the US. And uh, so I just divided the 150 billion by 11.5, and there you go. So this is what we call negative ROI. So the, the pharma companies are profiting at the expense of. Uh, the U.S. citizens, they knew. We've proven in other reports we've done that uh, the rate of uh, severe adverse events was so high in the clinical trials, they should have stopped the trial through what we call safety signals. A normal, a normal trial, this thing would have, this, this trial would have been stopped immediately. But uh, apparently, uh, that wasn't the plan. And these numbers I present to you as a Wall Street professional, I shouldn't be here. Look, 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 my, my role in this saga and this tale. It's kind of it's kind of sad because I shouldn't exist. This should have been caught in January, February of 2021 uh, if it did get through by the say, the VAERS database and the good doctors, the frontline doctors who warned everybody. But it wasn't. And, and, and sadly, I'm here to report the damage done. The damage is catastrophic. And that the numbers I've given you are probably likely low, unfortunately. What I what I gather from what you're saying and. A lot of people, when I was doing my investigative reporting into Chinese Communist Party infiltration, they always assumed I had some secret sources or secret databases. But the unfortunate answer is it's actually out there in, in the public, right? These numbers, these figures that you're getting, these pharmaceutical companies, the mainstream media, they've had access to, right? It's not like this is numbers or figures that on, only you knew of. And I think this kind of piggybacks off what we were talking about with Dr. Wolf, which is the idea that these pharmaceutical companies knew, and they lied. And I think the most nefarious part of that plot is that they didn't just lie, they mandated <laughs> that you get these vaccines despite knowing all of these impacts. So just walk us through one more time, the kind of bigger picture, right, in terms of all of these, the implications down the road 10 years from now, 20 years from now. But just really, again, am I understanding you correctly that you're saying that these pharmaceutical companies, the ones that have, you know, hundreds of lobbyists on their payroll in D.C. making sure that vaccine mandates happen, that they basically knew they saw the writing on the wall when it came to the 
really, I would say, negative side effects, if not life-altering or life-costing impacts of these COVID-19 shots? Absolutely. In uh, part six and seven of our disability report, we analyzed the Pfizer clinical trial data, which I want to remind everybody, Pfizer and the FDA wanted to hide for 75 years. And a lot of our uh, um, analysis comes from those uh, Pfizer trials to get these numbers. So now you know why they wanted to hide this data for 75 years. So that, I I think a lot of people forget that that was what they tried to do. Aaron Siri was able to get that uh, released to the public through his lawsuits. So we we appreciate him very much. Um, The the bottom line is this. Uh, The implications are quite stark. Um, I was talking to Doc, uh, Colonel Theresa Long, Dr. Long, who is a, a whistleblower in the Air Force and has been testifying. Uh, I met her at, at Ron Johnson's hearing. She called me as soon as this report came out. And she said, you know, in Vietnam, uh, they didn't want to kill the soldier. They wanted to injure the soldier because it created uh, a, a supply chain effect of taking resources away from the effort to defeat them. Um, she said... You know, if we don't stop this, we won't have a standing army in five years. The, you know, due to injuries, deaths, disabilities, those who quit who didn't want to take the vax and the recruitment efforts. And, you know, you've talked about unrestricted warfare. If you wanted to take over a nation's infrastructure without blowing it up or using nuclear bombs, this would be quite the way to do it, I would think. You disable uh, the, the country, you, you expend valuable resources taking care of those who are sick and injured. And uh, you walk in in five years. I'm not saying that, that that's a plan, but it, it certainly could happen if uh, if we're not uh, 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 on top of this issue and, and pull these vaccines and start healing the nation. Because I'm just I'm, I'm kind of sad. This week's been kind of hard for me because the numbers are just really getting into my brain. And th- this is this is going to be a big problem. It's going to cause what I call a glacial Mad Max in our country unless we fix it, where just things break down. People get sick and there's just not enough people to do things. Coming up against a break, we got about a minute and a half, but I'm just curious. This is a pretty, like I said, bombshell report. I don't think I'm being hyperbolic when I say that. Has anyone reached out to you, uh, whether in Congress for these investigations about the vaccines? I won't ask if any people from the mainstream media, or should I say the Pfizer, Moderna, AstraZeneca-sponsored mainstream media, I'm sure they haven't reached out to you. But going forward, you know, what, what do we do, basically? Uh, again, we've got about a minute and a half. So I've offered uh, to testify to anybody who will have me on the Hill. Um, I'd love to get in touch with whoever's heading up the uh, COVID committees. I think it's Marjorie Taylor Greene. And, you know, we're willing to uh, spend our time in Washington to educate people as to what's going on. This is a lot of money and money talks, unfortunately. And uh, it's going to bankrupt the hospital system and the healthcare system if this isn't uh, stopped immediately. And we begin to uh, admit we have a problem and then identify the problem and fix it. The good news is I think the human body is amazing, but you have to identify the problem rather than, you know, presenting different symptoms and doctors not knowing what the actual cause is. So this is something that we need to do. Uh, I would love to testify. Um, I, I, I do have a lot of inquiries in the independent media. I am getting potentially, hopefully, a mainstream opportunity. I'll keep that under wraps for now until it's a done deal. But there we, th- th- this, this report is bombshell, as you said. It's a, it's a year's worth of work, uh, and uh, we're, we're very serious people. We're Wall Street people. We wouldn't uh, put out reports that would, uh, you know, 
uh, uh, have a chance of maligning our reputations and our good name. And where can people stay up to date with your work? Uh, Twitter, at Edward Dowd. Uh, tw- I'm sorry, at Dowd Edward and Getter, at uh, Edward Dowd. And financetechnologies.com with a PH. Thank you so much for joining us. Hang in there. we got Joe Allen, AI, coming up. Be right back. Americans have had it. They're done supporting companies that rake in hundreds of millions, sometimes billions of dollars, while trashing the country that made their success possible. Until recently, we had to take it. But companies like Patriot Mobile are building a whole new economy, one which embraces the values that made America the greatest country on earth. Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative wireless provider, offers dependable nationwide coverage on all three major networks so you can get the best possible service in your area. Plus, they offer a coverage guarantee. If you're not happy with your coverage, you can switch to a different network for free without changing carriers. All this, plus the knowledge that you are supporting free speech, the sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, and our military and first responder heroes. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Just go to PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. Or call them right now at 878-PATRIOT. That's 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code Bannon. We need to stand together and support companies that share our values. Remember, stop giving monies to companies that hate you. Support the Patriot Mobiles of the world. That's patriotmobile.com slash Bannon or call 878-PATRIOT. Has arrived. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Uh, So let me remind you of some of the recent advances in artificial intelligence. The ability to uh, produce pictures includes making these people who don't exist. Uh, created entirely from the mind of a computer program. Probably, you know, the worst use of AI uh, currently is just algorithms that can decide to kill people. So these are some of the things that are happening now. uh, And can we use those things to predict the future? Those weapons that United Nations uh, told us about being used in Libya in 2020 are going to get smaller and cheaper and eventually form enormous swarms of millions of lethal weapons that will wipe out entire cities or ethnic groups uh, as specified by the people who launched them. So those are some extrapolations from visible technological advances. But you have to remember that those visible technological advances were invisible gestating technologies and ideas decades ago. And so you have to think, if we want to understand the future, what is gestating now in the research labs around the world? And what I see gestating now is ideas for general purpose AI. But AI that can do anything that the human mind can be turned to. And because of the enormous 
bandwidth, speed, memory advantages that machines have over humans, we would expect that general purpose AI will far exceed human capabilities in almost every dimension. Of course, we might do more things, right? If we have access to more intelligence, we could have a better civilization. We could have much better healthcare, education, much faster advances in science. What will human beings be doing? And this is a picture from WALL-E. Uh, and in WALL-E, the machines are now running civilization for humans. And of course, what's the result of that? The humans don't need to know how to run their own civilization. And so they don't know how to run their own civilization. And they're depicted as infants, uh, even though they're adults. And that would break a chain, a chain going back 100,000 generations, where each generation passes on what we know to the next generation so that our civilization continues. And the big danger is that that ends. And then there's another question. This is Alan Turing, the founder of computer science, and he was asked what happens if we succeed in a talk in, he gave in 1951. And he said, it seems probable that once the machine thinking method had started, it would not take long to outstrip our feeble powers. At some stage, therefore, we should have to expect the machines to take control. Welcome back to the War Room. I think after watching that, it is fair to say that AI doesn't want to improve upon humanity. They want to replace it. Here to break that down, because frankly that even goes over my head, I don't know what they're talking about, half the time is, of course, War Room's very own Joe Allen. Um, if you want to sort of first contextualize that clip, we only got a few minutes, but I'm going to hold you over. Um, but also how that plays up against the letter that I'm sure the War Room posse has heard about by now, coming from the Future of Life Institute, where they're basically, much like the Democrats are trying to do with the political persecution of Donald Trump up in New York, put the brakes on it and stop it, put it to a halt, or at least for six months. What's going on uh, in the world of AI? Well, Natalie, that was Stuart Russell. He is uh, one of the uh, central members of the Future, Li Future of Life Institute, a top signatory of that letter. And uh, it, what he's describing is the problem that is created by artificial in uh, general intelligence. The, the main problem is human obsolescence. Um, another problem that comes up a lot is the the issue of what happens if AI starts killing people, so human extinction. And another uh, more immediate problem, we're already seeing it, is mass disinformation, an internet flooded with artificial minds and human beings not being able to tell one from the other. And so these problems created by technology have a number of solutions that are being proposed. The open letter proposes a six-month moratorium on training any AI system above the level of GPT-4. That would allow uh, governments and society as a whole, presumably, to respond and adapt. Uh, another solution, though, and maybe more dramatic, uh, was published yesterday in Time magazine. Eliezer Yudkowsky says that it doesn't go far enough to simply have a moratorium Governments have to ban training of any advanced artificial intelligence that could become a general intelligence. Uh, Yudkowsky is, of course, a transhumanist himself, but he believes that it's going too fast. And he is so certain of this, this unwieldy speed that he recommends that uh, any nation 
that is uh, being uh, monitored by intelligence agencies that is suspected of training such an artificial general intelligence uh, should be attacked. Uh, any uh, locations where there are data centers that are supposedly training artificial general intelligence should be bombed. Uh, all sales of GPUs, that's uh, graphics processing units, the hardware used to train artificial intelligence, uh, all sales of GPUs should be tracked and all GPUs should be tracked, which would have major impacts on cryptocurrency, among other things. And so you see these extreme sorts of uh, propositions uh, starting to come up in response to a problem that technology creates. Uh, of course, we're all familiar with Elon Musk's brilliant solution. That's to drill a hole in your skull, implant a Neuralink chip with a thousand electrodes going into your brain so that you can then communicate with friendly artificial intelligence to protect you from uh, the big, scary artificial general intelligence. Uh, so what we see here, Natalie, in short, is technology creating problems and solutions that involve more technologies, which will undoubtedly create more problems. Sort of sounds like you're talking about uh, these COVID-19 vaccines. They create the problems, but then I'm sure they're also going to come up with the cure. Everything seems to be a racket nowadays. Hang on, I'm going to hold you over through the break, Joe, to talk about more what's going on. You told me in the last break there's something to do with wanting to put chips in your brain as a solution that always seems to be the sort of go-to easy out. we got Joe Allen helping us translate whatever is going on in the minds of these freaky transhumanists and what they want to do with you and your children in these classrooms. Also got uh, Dave Bratt down the pipeline um, and Benjamin Harnwell. We got a packed show. Hang in there. We'll be right back. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger, better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash war room to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. 
Use the code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out.